Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Always Working Steve. And joining me as my co-host is even harder working, Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> because I literally just closed my work laptop just to come on here. There was actually a little bit of overlap here. <laughs> I was talking to my boss as I was talking to Dwaylon. So, <laughs> so it was um, kind of... You know, that doesn't happen very often, you know, but right, sometimes right. work just has to be done. Yeah. Woo. But so how's your day been? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, busy. I had work was actually pretty steady today. It's been kind of slow last couple of weeks. And then also had to get a bunch of stuff ready to get shipped out for my personal business. So it's pretty busy today. You still sell on the pops? Yep. Yep. And by the way, if anybody would like to check out Dwaylon's uh, side business, we've never actually discussed, you know, your side hustle on the right. on the show. So, because um, we talked about my my, hey, there's a pop right there. At least part of a pop. Notorious VIG. It's the ten inch one. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, he, he loves it when you call him Big Papa. <laughs> so, um, but. Yeah, we were thinking of another subject to talk about, but we're like, you know what? With everything going on right now in wrestling, yeah, it's kind of hard to focus on anything else yeah. because, man, it's just more and more news stories uh, come about because I believe had Bruce Pritchard, had he been put as the head um, – um uh, yeah i believe so by the, yeah by the time we recorded yeah. because all, it's all hitting all at the same time yeah you know so it's kind of hard to keep track but you know we've definitely discussed kind of the, what can happen there and also more allegations, <laughs> well <coughs> new but old allegations coming yes. up allegations like i told dwayland right before we, we don't want to get sued right these are just allegations right now and so uh, because I mean, yeah, I mean, granted, it'd be like sue us for what? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I heard a long time ago when I was like in seventh grade. Yeah, don't ever sue broke people. <laughs> yeah, because you're not gonna get nothing. <laughs> you're not gonna get anything. Uh, but uh, before we get started with all the the recent news, and and I haven't even looked up the results by the way of last night's pay per view. Uh, I've been watching it. Uh, okay. It's been an excellent show so far, but I'm only like. I think I'm on the fourth match. Okay. I mean, I have heard, you know, that it was a really good show. Yeah, it's it's been excellent. And to all the people on social media that were like, well, this is not even not going to be any good. I'm just going to skip it because this wrestler and this wrestler and this wrestler isn't going to be on it. Uh, you messed up and missed an amazing show. And that's what happens when you have a deep talent roster because you were able to still put on a quality show without some of your, you know, bigger players when they're out injured, you have other people to slot in. Hmm. And, you know, as a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. you should want to watch it anyway. Exactly. I mean, because, and not only that, but I mean, how many times we say, you know what, I'm really not looking forward to this upcoming yeah. pay-per-view. But because I mean, we, we report on, I mean, we almost feel kind of obligated in a way to watch it because we can't say, Hey, we're a wrestling fan and I ain't going to watch that one. Right. You know, and, but how many times have we been pleasantly surprised? Right. 
And I'm hoping that's what happens with Money in the Bank because yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about Money in the Bank, <laughs> especially with no world title match being right, you know, on there. But I mean, hopefully, I'll be surprised. But and I already know SummerSlam. I probably won't be able to watch it because that's when we're going to be traveling down to Florida to take my daughter down, you know, right. uh, to move her down to Orlando so she can go work for the big mouse. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, so, so I'll have to catch, I won't be able to catch it live, but I mean, I'll catch the, the replay, but well, yeah, I'll be there, but I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you're actually going to be there, be there. Yeah. You know, you can take pictures. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. I'm definitely going to take <laughs> pictures. Yeah. I'll take, take pic- pictures and some videos and yeah. All you know what? Stuff. Take the pictures and then post them to the, to the Armchair Booking Facebook page. Yes, yes, yes. Because that way we can all enjoy. It. We can be, we can, <coughs> you know, we can all be there in spirit. <laughs> we can live vicariously through Dwayland. <laughs> so, uh, and speaking of the Facebook page, that's just one of the many ways you can get a hold of us. Of course, you can also get a hold of us by emailing us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail The Facebook page, as uh, I mentioned earlier, is facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast the instagram is is at armchair booking podcast the twitter is at booking armchair tiktok is at armchair booking we're on youtube obviously you know that if you're watching us because that's the only video platform we have um i mean i can send you the video direct if you really want it but it'd be what's the point just go to youtube yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh you can always find us on just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know when we do what we can to get ourselves added because Spreaker.com, that's who hosts us, man, they do a fantastic job. I mean, they, they have so many agreements with all the different platforms, including one in India, which, oh. yeah, you know, which is apparently like the biggest communications company in all of Asia. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, um, and you can also, you can catch Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. You can find his other social media um you might as well call it a gig you know <laughs> uh his, his social media side hustle his social media gig on youtube and on tiktok at big and fat that's for big mama fat daddy every once in a while big mama she, she makes an appearance and just say hi yeah <laughs> yeah so you know, she's not just a myth and a legend she's a real person <laughs> and you know and if you haven't met her she's actually a very wonderful i've never met you met her in person I, you know that but I've, I've talked to her so many times, mm-hmm. you know, so we already know she's just a wonderful person and she, and she treats Dwaylon fantastic. Yes, so she does. And that's the point that matters. And, you know, of course we were just talking about your side hustle. How to if people want to uh, like, if they want to order some of your other stuff. Um, it's um, mainly the pop stuff is on eBay. Um the eBay name is weird, so I'll have to give it to you. <laughs> I, just weird. It, I just let it auto-generate. So it, it's yeah. D-W-A-D-A underscore 3783. Dwight 3783. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, so they, they automatically generated Yeah, that? they just generated the whole thing. And All right. But if you look me up there, you can find all of my listings um, for um, – a lot of most of it's Funko Pops, but there are some action figures and different things. Mainly, it's just like collectible type stuff. And there you go. Yeah. So, everybody, go look it up. You can also find our, uh, the podcast uh, merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast, where you can find t shirts, you can find phone cases like this one, 
You can also find coffee mugs. Uh, I, it's over here somewhere. I don't feel like digging it out. <laughs> um, but it's all sorts of stuff. I mean, and it, it kind of amazed me. That's a really good company. And, and they're, the fact they can, they, they can produce all this stuff for us is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Uh, yeah. you can, and you can also find my alternate podcast um, at, called The Cubicle Chat. You know, just go look it up. You can always find it. Dwayland's actually been a guest on there a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we discuss things that aren't necessarily wrestling. <laughs> right, right. That's another one of our kind of our escape, our escape from the escape. Because one of the things that Dwayland and I, we've actually talked about, <coughs> because we don't discuss politics, we don't discuss religion on here. This is our escape from everything going out in the world. Yeah. You know, because we love wrestling. We've been watching it since we were kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when we're in this world, just leave us be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is it. I mean, this is our multi-universe, if you want to call it that. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but even in, in this world, though, real life stuff, you know, does still happen. Yeah. And like the text you sent me today, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I, I was doing some kind of work and I think I was talking to my boss and also I saw your text come in. I'm like, oh, it's a link. I was like, I wonder what Vince did now yeah. <laughs> or Vince is being accused of now. Yeah, he uh, it's it's not a new thing, but it's been brought back into the light, given the allegations against him currently. Um, let me look it back up so I don't because I don't want to get uh, the lady's name wrong. Uh, Rita, uh, Rita, Rita Chatterton. Chatterton. Yeah. Um, she was a um, she was a referee for yep. WWE in like um, like nineteen eighty four. She worked as a as a uh, she started working for the company in nineteen eighty four as Rita Marie. Uh, she was WWE's first first ever female referee. Um, according to past allegations made by um, Ms. Chatterton, she was the victim of sexual assault by Vince McMahon. Um, according to her, who first spoke, uh, I'm getting this information uh, from uh, WrestleZone, uh, and it was a uh, New York a New York magazine um, published a new story about these allegations. Um, and according to her, she, when she first spoke about the accusations during two 1992 appearances on the Geraldo Rivera show, um, uh, McMahon had assaulted her after a WWF show in Poughkeepsie, New York. And basically, she was pretty much, from, from her account, she was pretty much threatened with her job and threatened mm-hmm. to be blacklisted in wrestling if she did not go along with Vince McMahon's demands. And I, I had actually heard about that very exact story and I was sort of trying to think of where I read it and it kind of hit me. It's in one of the books. Uh, I want to say it's Rise of Fall of WCW or, or if, if that's even the name of it. Um, but it's a book, I mean, that actually talks about the origins of Mm-hmm. What Vince McMahon, Ed, Ted Turner, you know, how they both came from like very humble beginnings. And then, of course, built both built these empires. Of course, Ted's being a TV empire and Vince being the wrestling empire. Right. But I want to say that was the book that also mentioned that about Rita Chatterton. And, 
you know, and it was really, it was kind of like the story that you sent to me today uh, that we won't get into the, all the, the kind of graphic details. Yeah. Especially out of respect to her. We won't yeah, get into exactly. those, you know, we won't get into the more graphic details, but it's just, again, these are allegations, but it's more and more is coming to light of mm -hmm. Vince McMahon's alleged behavior. And if these allegations are true, then a lot of people already think Vince McMahon is a disgusting human being as it is. If these allegations are true, he just confirms that he is a disgusting human being. And, you know, sadly, I, I want to compare it to uh, somebody else who, well, we didn't think of as being a disgusting human being. Um, but he was always like a very family oriented guy. And that was Bill Cosby because yeah. Yeah. And you know, when yeah. the first allegations came out, you're thinking, okay, it sounds like somebody's trying to get paid, but then another one came out and then another one and another one. You, and another yeah. One. When, you, when you've got 35 to 40 women yeah. telling the same story, it's yeah. like, uh, there's, there's some truth here. Mm -hmm. That many women are not making up the, you know, because every, every woman's story was, very similar that many yeah. women are not going to they're not going to all get together and make up the exact same story right <clears throat> and because i mean you get you get that many people together you can't get them i mean i would say in jr always said you can't get them agree to what to have for lunch no you know no. but and yeah so that's not you know because unfortunately every once in a while you have somebody that's just trying to get paid and so they get yeah which is sad and, yeah. and that has happened to you know that has happened to people in the past and I'm always one to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to believe the victim until it's proven that they're, you know, it's until it's proven otherwise. And like I said, with, it's just the more these allegations that come out, the more you're like, there's got to be some, a little bit of truth here somewhere. Right. Because, you know, most most women are not going to make that kind of thing up. I mean, that's that's a traumatizing, you know, disgusting thing to happen to any woman. And I don't, you know, I don't personally know of any women that would make that kind of thing up. Unfortunately, I have actually met a couple that did. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you about, you know, once we're not recording. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't feel like getting sued either. <laughs> so, uh, but unfortunately, I do know of cases, and what it does, it it takes away um, the credibility from yes. actual. I mean, yeah. yeah, actual assault victims. Yeah, it, it, it takes away the credibility, and it also makes women that have been through this even less likely to come forward. Exactly. You know, um, and I've always told. Uh, my daughter and and unfortunately my son too mm -hmm. um i was like don't ever ever feel like you have to be afraid or ashamed to come and tell us if something ever happened to you right we've had the same conversation with yeah. our big kids it's like do not do not ever think do not feel guilty do not ever think it you know that something happened was your fault you come and talk to us boom exactly you know so but <clears throat> But with these allegations right now, and Vince has already stepped down as CEO, and yeah, um, I think he was already not the president. He's still the owner, technically, but 
Yeah, he was uh, he was CEO and chairman of the board, um, but he wasn't president. He wasn't president. And then he voluntarily stepped down as CEO and ch chairman of the board. I don't feel like that's enough. I feel like until all this gets cleared up, he should have just stepped away. Yeah. From, from everything as far as wrestling business is concerned, because it's still he's still doing that defiant Vince McMahon thing where he's he's coming on TV and rambling these nonsensical things. Yeah. And wandering off. And it's like. It's like, what's the point of show, especially he shows up on SmackDown on, you know, the Friday that all of this came out and that right. he stepped down. Then he shows up on Friday on SmackDown. Then he shows up again at the beginning of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and it's like. And he's doing dude, it. He's doing it just to say, you guys know what you can kiss. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. But. It's like the company, I mean, he still, regardless, he still has the answers to that board. And that board needs to get a backbone and say, go home until all mm -hmm. this is done. And, I mean, the board's got enough to deal with because, uh, from what I understand, there are at least two different investigations into uh, security frauds yep. against, against the board of directors of World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, there are a couple of uh, lawsuits. There's a couple of uh, possible lawsuits against Vince McMahon as far as mishandling of funds goes and mm -hmm. as far as the, you know, the sexual assault allegations, um, as far as the, um, the hush money that was, you know, reportedly paid and things like that. And it's like, if I'm that board of directors, I am, I'm getting rid of everybody that's given this company a bad name. Mm -hmm. Because eventually investors are going to start leaving. You know, I hadn't even looked to see what the price is today. Uh, and one of the things that has also happened is, with Vince, of course, having stepped down, John Laurinaitis has also stepped down. He was the head of talent relations. Yep. And, uh, and the thing is, I don't think he stepped down voluntarily. I think he was told to go home. But but I want to stay. Yeah. Get, uh, <coughs> but guys, go home, dude. You know, right now we would we would no, we don't want you. <laughs> Just and I honestly don't see John Laurinaitis coming back. He is definitely. I mean, he has allegations of his own. Mm -hmm. but hopefully he is smart enough and he's been in this business long enough where he should know that he his is the first head on the chopping block yep because from all the reports that i've read and you'll hear it sometimes on the podcast and bruce pritchard actually makes fun of him and lauren john laurinitis does not sound like a pleasant person to have around no i mean i i haven't seen any i've never read any stories or seen or watched any interviews with anybody involved in professional wrestling that really had anything good to say about john Warnice. 
And we all know uh, Jim Cornette's opinion on him. Yeah, we know Jim Cornette's opinion on him. We know <laughs> Sam Punk's opinion on him. Uh, but I don't know. I just can't have a lot of respect for someone, even before these current allegations. I, I never had any respect for John Laurinaitis because it's like, okay, yes. You were a big deal in Japan. You did give us the cutter. You know, he came up with that. I'll give him that. But as far as the business side of it, all he's done is just left a broken trail everywhere he's gone. I mean, literally, ask Sid. <coughs> yeah. It was his idea for Sid to do the dive off the ropes. You know, <laughs> snapped his leg in two. Um, and that was a softball leg, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Sid, lo- Sid loves his softball. He loves his softball. I mean, apparently he's he's that good at it. So yeah, uh, it's John Laurinaitis who has taken the women's division and which was here and just sent it back to 2010 because he left. You know, well, he established the divas division first. Yeah. He left, they became, and rightfully so, the women's division. Mm-hmm. Because diva is, to me, diva is not a nice term. No, diva is not a nice term. It's a derogatory term. Exactly. You know, I mean, and I've heard some women, some men actually refer to themselves as divas. You know, but to me, it was never a... It, it, even if it, it's not flat out derogatory, it's a snarky type term. It's exactly. not a, It's not empowering to say that you know you're a diva yes you know i just i never understood that the belt looked like a toy and yes i mean my daughter loved it but she was you know she was eight i mean it made sense for her to like it but i don't i never understood why they couldn't have just gave them i mean look at the other championship belts women's championship belts in wrestling and then they give that they give the divas that championship to carry around. Yeah. And well, he leaves, they become women again. And the, the women's division has been the best it has ever been. I mean, it just thrives. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times did we talk about that before, you know, the podcast started? Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they, the women are just tearing it up. They had, you know? they had the women's division, WWE's women's division had finally gotten on par with the rest of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. And then Clown Shoes comes back and yeah. it's right, it's almost right back where, you know, between the releases where they released, you know, two thirds of their women's roster and then the way they book them now, it's like, and they wonder why ratings are down. Yeah. Uh, and here's, I know this sounds like a weird kind of a compliment. But the women's division had actually gotten to the point where we were going, okay, they're pushing her too much. Okay, they need to be pushing. I mean, because we're like, Charlotte Flair, they're showing her way too much. They need to put it on somebody else. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's actually, it's a good problem to have because you have such a roster that you can. You know, it was not a problem of, man, she's like the only woman there. I mean, it was like, no. You know, there's a lot of, and she's just had the, the title for too long and she's becoming boring. Yeah, you know, and there's plenty to give it. So, um, but that's that's oddly enough a good sign. Yeah, 
you know, I mean, and I don't, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, it's yeah. a good problem to have. Right. It's like we were like, well, we were talking before about having, you know, people complain that AEW has too big of a roster. That's a good problem to have mm-hmm. because, because people don't realize some of the people that were there at the very beginning, those contracts are slowly expiring and those people are moving on to other things. So it's still mm-hmm. going to free up space on the roster, but having having a roster the size that AEW does, Forbidden Door is a perfect example. It didn't hurt them in the least that CM Punk, Brian Danielson, um, there was a few other people that were injured that couldn't compete on the show. And it's I'm only four matches in, and it's been an amazing show so far. And but WWE can't do that because they gutted their roster and then Rhea Ripley's out with, cause she had a dental industry, a dental injury during the match. And then I think it's been rumored. She has a possible concussion and that's why they pulled Ooh. her from money in the bank. Uh, cause she wasn't going to clear concussion protocol before the pay-per-view. Um, that hasn't been confirmed. That's been rumored, but it makes sense given the you know the injury to her mouth yeah so depending on you know exactly what happened i know she's got braces on right now um she's out so instead of getting which is not her fault at all but instead of getting instead of having a deep enough roster to where we could get another quality talent like rhea ripley to challenge bianca belair we get carmella Carmella's, she's improved a whole lot. I will give mm-hmm. her that. But she, Carmella's not who I think of when I'm like, who's going to give Bianca Belair a compelling match? I do, I, you know, who's going to, Carmella's not who I think of when I'm like, let me, let me see this five star match that they, they could have. You're, you're not getting that. I mean, she's, she's serviceable, but, as far as I feel like, as far as the the world title goes, her her time in that sun is as go, gone. She's won it once, good for her, but they just don't have anybody. I mean, you got Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley when she, you know when she comes back healthy. You got Becky. You got Oscar. Because Sasha's on her way out the door. We don't know what Naomi's status is. Her rumors that Sasha's already been released, but see, that's what I've heard too. I haven't seen anything official though. I haven't either. I heard, I did read that her lawyers have been working on getting her release. So, but I don't honestly, I do not see Sasha Banks coming back to WWE. No, Uh, she they need her more than she needs them because there's other places Mm -hmm. she could go and they would gladly build a division around her. And not just not just in wrestling, but I mean, she's got the talent and the you know charisma to go to Hollywood and do things. I mean, she's already been. About to say few, what's her what's her character name in Star Wars? Uh, That's what I'm looking it up. Right yeah, now. I can't remember. <laughs> I know she was on The Mandalorian for a few episodes. Yeah, but. because I I got to look and I was like, yeah. like because I mean she was, you know, you didn't see like the pink or blue hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, 
Is that <coughs> Sasha Banks? And there we go. Just found her. And you know what? She can go by her real name, Mercedes. Tell me that's not just a perfect. Yeah. I mm. yeah. Uh, see, they just listen to us. Uh, let me see. Oh, the Mandalorian. She is um, Koska Reeves. Okay. Okay. Yep. And she played, and it was actually not as Sasha Banks, of course, if she was Sasha Banks. Right. Money would go to WWE, but she was yep. as as Mercedes Vernado. Yep. Her her actual name. So um but that's where WWE has dug this hole. I mean, and you've got and it all goes back, it's like you've got all these allegations swirling around Vince McMahon as far as sexual assault, provide you know, providing hush money for an affair, allegedly passing this particular woman that he was paying off to keep quiet about the affair, passing her to John Laurinaitis, which is just Ugh. that's beyond disgusting yeah i mean it really is but it's like what does that to me it's like what does this tell every other woman in your company from your wrestlers to your referees to your executives to um, your daughter to your daughter to your granddaughters <laughs> you have yes. grand, i mean you have a daughter and granddaughters that have to have this swirling around them you've got you employ all these women in different you know, different capacities of your company. And what does that, you know, what does that say, you know, about the person you work for when they've been multiple times, you know, accused of assault? And between that and then the lack of respect that the women's division is given now, I mean, what why would any woman want to work there? I know there's already a couple of other <coughs> uh, couple of companies like this already, but I'd like to see them get bigger, mm-hmm. and that's to have um, the all like an all women, yeah, wrestling company because there's the PGWA, yep, there's that one and uh, Thunder Rosa, her company down in Texas, yep. Uh, and, there's Shimmer, and then there's also uh, Stardom, which is like a, a sister promotion. It's an all female promotion. Uh, they are under the same umbrella as uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're like the sister okay. promotion to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because you think about the number of female wrestlers that are out there right now. You know, it's not like in the days of Glow. And don't get me wrong, I watched Glow because yeah, I did too. It, it was wrestling. Yeah, you know, it was goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> but because, it was wrestling. But it was wrestling. I mean, how the girls didn't tip over the ropes every time they went off of them because the ropes were that low. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know. But there was a couple of women who actually came out of Glow, and they went on. They're like, you know what? I want to go do. Yeah. You know, the like one of the big companies, like Ivory. Yeah. You know, she started in Glow. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, Queen Kong, I think was. I can't, she went by several and she actually just passed away like within the past year or so. Yeah. Um, uh, bigger lady, red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She, she was in a normal company and then she went glow. Then she went back. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, she actually was in a all women company then, but it just, it, they couldn't go anywhere because they weren't getting a lot of support. They, they at the time you still didn't see a lot of women interested. And I mean, there mm-hmm. was probably, there was probably more women on the glow roster yeah. And what there was like a lot of the other companies combined. Yep. And 
you know, but now, I mean, you, they're all, I mean, all, like all over the place. I mean, just oh, the, yeah. the, the yeah. local women's roster is uh, just fantastic. Yeah. It's like everybody, it's like, it's like everybody in the wrestling community respects women's wrestling, except mm-hmm. WWE. Except for the biggest company out there. Yeah. The biggest company and, in the world has the least respect for the women on its roster from, you know, from top to bottom. And I mean, you've got to wonder what Stephanie thinks about the whole thing. And now, and, you know, uh, she's and she's in. And, and it's another thing, as far as far as I'm concerned, you know, having two daughters, you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. She is has taken his place in the interim until all this is settled. But what is she really going to be able to do to make any kind of change? Because He's still doing the day-to-day operations. He's still doing the day-to-day booking of the product. So Stephanie's not not going to be allowed to do anything and make any kind of major change because he still hasn't gotten out of the way. Well, not officially. He's, you know, he because he stepped down. He's not supposed to have, not supposed to. But oh no, the the, mm, the, well, the several uh, reports have come out that that he's he, still. Oh yeah, he is still. Involved, he stepped oh. down as C, CEO and um, chairman of the board. But as far as like the day-to-day booking of, of the shows, yeah, he's still in charge. And see, I thought that's why they went ahead and bumped up uh, Bruce Pritchard. No, because, you know, the, but yep. Well, now, actually, they they put Bruce Pritchard in charge. They basically gave him John Laurinaitis's job, right? And but. Everybody will still, everything will still have to funnel through Vince. Vince will still have final approval, which defeats the entire purpose of him stepping down in the executive positions. If he's still going to be, if he's still holding people's lives basically in his hand, mm-hmm. then what was the point of him stepping down? Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so he's still running things from inside the jail. Is pretty much, yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, and Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, he this is his third stint, I think, with the company. Um, because he was yeah, with I them, so. and he's actually told the story. He was with them for a while, he started getting an attitude. Actually, he got fired basically because he got basically he got too big for his britches, yeah, you know. So they fired him, and he was gone for you know, not quite a year. He came back. He was with them for a few years. The next, the next time, then he was released. He was fired because he brought a gun. You know, it's not like he purposely said, "You know, I'm gonna bring a gun to a show." He happened to have it, and I don't even remember why he was he was traveling with it for some reason, and he had it with him when he went to the arena. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So it was. I mean, it was something that was. For all intents and purposes, it was not intentional that he brought it. Yeah. You know, he didn't leave the house going, you know what? You know, I'm going to cap the first person that talks smack right. to me at the arena. You know, it just, he had it like, and he had it locked away and everything, but it was the fact that he brought it, you mm-hmm. know, and Stephanie was his boss and she was the one, she had to fire him. Yeah. Uh, and then he was gone for a few years and he was, he went to, to TNA for a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, he was 
was it MLW? I think for like a cup of coffee. I mean, it wasn't very yeah, long. Major, yeah, Major League Wrestling. Yeah, he was there. I don't even know if it was a full year that he was involved with them. Um, and then, he, of course, he had the pod. You know, he had his. He, uh, he still has the podcast. Yeah. But now it's like, it's not the same because it's, it's like. It's really not. Um, because everything is. It's got the WWE slant on it. It's like the same thing with the. With Austin's podcast. I liked Austin's podcast better before they put it on the network. Yep. Because I felt like it was more authentic before. Because now you can tell it's kind of scripted and has the WWE slant on it and people aren't getting to say what they really want to say. Right. And well, the funny thing about Pritchard when, because he had his podcast, it was going for a few years and Mm -hmm. he actually told the story about getting fired for the gun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, they had, before he got rehired, they actually did a live podcast him and conrad you know like a video podcast on mm-hmm. the network and that didn't last very long because apparently now conrad is persona non grata at wd wd headquarters yeah um because conrad i mean he's like i got my own money exactly <laughs> yeah know? conrad didn't need him so yeah and you they know, don't so... like that they don't like when they don't like when you've built yourself up enough to where you don't need them. They want, they always want people that need to work there. Right. Instead of just want to work there. And well, then they brought Bruce back. And I think the reason they brought him back was so they could monitor what he was talking about. Absolutely. On the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a weird comparison. I know, but I compare it to Tom Clancy, uh, Tom Clancy, when he first started writing his books, and of course, they're all about espionage. And this was, you know, he started writing in the early 80s. And so it was mm-hmm. all about the Soviets and the Cold War. But he went into so much detail on a lot of the um, like a lot of the weapon systems that the FBI called him and said, um, how were you, how did you find out this information? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he was telling, I mean, this stuff was classified. And he finally said, I've read it in unclassified the Jane's manuals, which is, it's kind of weird, but it's mm-hmm. Jane's manuals. I mean, they, they have like, it's like an instruction book, you know, that says all about every kind of weapon, like not yeah. just our military, but all of them around the world. Right. And he said, I just, I read it out there. <coughs> and he said, I didn't, and he didn't do anything wrong. And so, so they, so they gave him a security clearance. And the reason why <laughs> is so now that yep. every time he writes something, he, or, you know, he's, he's dead now. Yeah. Um, but every time he wrote something after that, he, he they had to they had uh, to approve it before. Yeah. Yep. Just in case. I mean, yep. I was working right classified information for 20 years. I mean, I can tell you there's um this thing right here is not classified. This thing is not classified. You put them together, it becomes classified. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of it was. Right. You know, so with Pritchard, same thing. It's like, well, Bruce, you were talking about, oh, can't talk about that now because you work yeah. for us now. And I'd be willing to bet part of his contract in which, I mean, I will say he's always been very professional about not talking about current stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will not talk about um, like anybody's pay right. but, or, or if it's extremely rare, you know, and when he does, it has to be in context. It has to actually, you know, be in context with something else mm-hmm. and, you know, but 
at the same time, I mean, I think he might be a little bit of a yes man. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Laurinaitis was definitely a yes man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what happens when you surround yourself with yes men, yes women, mm-hmm. yes people? Yeah. You don't, nothing can get done because, you know, there's no progress to be made because nobody wants to tell the boss, hey, look, that's yeah. not going to work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Vince has become, as the days go by, he's become more and more notorious about, I will do it my way. I don't care about your way. I'm the boss. What I say goes. Exactly. And he will do it at the detriment of his company. Yeah. Just to, just to prove a point, just to be like, I'm basic man and I'm going to do things the way I want to do them. And he always, you know, and he always says, I know what the fans want more so than the fans know what they want. No, you didn't. No, you don't. Or your product would be much better than what it is. No, you didn't. No, you don't. No, you won't. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, it's like you need to concern yourself more with the fact that your wife has moved out. You've got all of these. You've got these sexual assault allegations from the past, and I've I've read that there's apparently there are more that possibly coming in the next couple of weeks that are more recent. So you've got that you've got again you've got the hush money thing the passing mm-hmm. women to john laurinaitis That's human trafficking you might as well say yeah, exactly I mean, and it's like i i just don't don't understand it's like it's like you're just he's going to drag that company down with him if they don't if they don't make him step away he's going to drag that company down with him because it's going to get to the point that NBC Universal is not going to want to do business with them. Nope. Fox is not going to want to do business with them. That's their, there's their television. And as we've seen from WCW without TV, there's no wrestling product. Nope. Not one on that scale. Yeah. I nope. mean, you you could be an indie company and not yeah. necessarily have TV. Exactly. You know, um, but, and, and anymore, I mean, you don't see a lot of things going to TV anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but we might as well say when he like steps down, like for real, like from mm-hmm. everything, when they're like, look, yeah, we're investigating. He needs to be mm-hmm. as far away from the company as possible because they're investigating the company. That way he was, he wouldn't have influence on anybody. Yeah. But it makes me kind of wonder <coughs> if he wouldn't be still pulling the strings, you know, from way, way back. Oh Yeah. You know, He's, Vince is the ultimate puppet master. He's definitely, yeah. even if they make him go home, he's going to figure out a way to still have his fingers in the pie, so to speak. Now, Stephanie, of course, being the CEO, and even though for years we said Hunter is the heir apparent, he's going to take over, and then he had, you know, he almost died yeah. from the heart issues. And he's even taken a step back because, I mean, um, he takes his health very seriously. Yeah. Now, he has said, over the weekend, he went. He was at the performance center with a lot of the NXT trainees, and he said, "I'm back." So I don't know exactly what that means because I don't know if he's taking charge of NXT again. Because it was Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon were doing, were had the final say over the NXT product and SmackDown. 
with Bruce Pritchard being moved to talent relations. That opens I, up. I don't know if that opens up the spot because Shawn Michaels was running it while Triple H was out. So I don't know if Triple H is going to take back control of NXT. I, I hope so, but uh, I don't know. But he just he told all of them well, he was back. Well, Triple H has a very, very good yes. wrestling mind. Yes. I mean, he gets every aspect of the business. Yeah, look what he did. Look what he did with, well, actually, FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, and then turned it to turned into NXT, but it was this ridiculous game show type thing that they had. Look what Triple H did with that, transformed mm-hmm. it into the black and gold brand that was like the talk of the wrestling industry. And then Vince is like, no, nah, I don't like that anymore. Let me let me put my sticky fingers all over it and make it this boring thing that it is now. I had a boss one time back in the Air Force days. He always he didn't like anything he couldn't take credit for. Mm-hmm. And that's what Vince is kind of doing is yeah, you know, um you know he, he can't take credit, you know, yeah. or or actually that one boss, he actually he tried to take credit anyway. And one didn't time I well, did it? uh, <laughs> didn't work out well, but when I basically threatened him, I was like, Oh, you built it, huh? <laughs> Fine, I'll delete it, you can rebuild it. Right. If you built it the first time. <laughs> yeah, he and I did not get along. <laughs> so well that's like Vince with the with uh any talent that came from anywhere else. He never pushed them as much as, I mean, really AJ Styles is about the exception to that, to that rule. He generally didn't push basically people, he characters he didn't create. The only ones I can think of AJ, of course, uh, Flair, because Ric Flair, are you seriously going to not push Ric Flair? I mean, um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think of any more. That's it because you see I mean, what he did. To, you see what he did to Dusty. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg. They completely destroyed Goldberg's aura. The Goldberg. Goldberg was smash and grab. That was mm-hmm. that was the appeal of Goldberg. He came in, wrecked everything. Spear, jackhammer. He's yeah. out. Yep. That's what they should have kept it. But WWE tried to get Goldberg to work these 25 minute matches. No, I, and that, all it did, all it did, was expo- ex- expose his deficiencies. Um, oddly enough, there's a couple of them. I think he may have even made a little bigger, um, sort of. But no, I was thinking Steamboat, but no, Steamboat was about even actually. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Savage, because Savage was always in the Indies. Then he went to WWF, mm-hmm. and he became. But Savage, I mean, you knew. I just I knew from reading about him in the magazines that he was going to be big. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, AJ and, and Rick, that's the only ones I can think yeah. of. And, and I, really I, even Rick, I mean, I think combined Flair didn't hold I think combined in his two reigns, Flair only held the world title for six months total. That's a sounds about right, actually. Yeah, because I mean he won it at the Rumble in ninety two. Lost it at Mania. Lost it at Mania and beat Savage maybe a month a month later, but I think it was on a house show where he beat Savage for the title. Then he ended up dropping it to Brett 
in Saskatchewan on a yep. house show. And that's when he had the, he had the inner ear thing. So he yeah. had to, yeah. Yeah. He dropped the title and then he lost a loser leave town match to so, Mr. Perfect on raw. He, he won it from Savage after SummerSlam because Savage and warrior I'm trying to think of it. Then they have, that's the year they had their match at Wembley. Satman because they were flair and perfect were acting like they were going to be in somebody's corner, but they wouldn't say whose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And yeah, because Savage defended the title against the Warrior. Yeah. And then on the house show loop after that, Flair beat Savage. Yep. And then Flair mm-hmm. had it just a little while longer. And then on the Canadian house show loop, uh, he drops it to Brett. Yep. And Brett, <clears throat> because Brett had just lost. The Intercontinental title to yep. Bulldog. Yep. And then like a month later, Bulldog turned around and lost the Intercontinental title to Sean. Yep. But then Brett, you know, so there was like that they were doing the natural progression, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really and, but but yeah, and it's like I don't know why they don't do that anymore. It's like they, you know, they clearly saw Sean and Brett were the future. Mm-hmm. So here's how we're gonna build them up, you know, and but like really. If you really look at it, AJ has been the most successful non-WWE wrestler. I mean, he's a two-time WWE champion. The second reign lasted over a year. And in this day and age, that's that's saying something, the way they like the hotshot titles. Uh, he's, I think, a two- or three-time United States champion. He's a former Intercontinental champion. Um, and he has won the tag titles. So he's he's won the current version of the Grand Slam. Wow. I was, I was sitting there thinking, uh, has he won the 24-7 title? No. <laughs> but they don't count. They don't count that in the Grand Slam. Because <clears throat> it used to be the, the world title, the intercontinental title, in the, the European belts. title when it was active, right. and the tag titles. And then, but now the current version of the Grand Slam is – World title, one of the world titles, U.S. title, intercontinental title, tag title, tag titles. <coughs> Man, they just they have way too many titles right now. Yeah, and but, the thing is, they have too many titles that they're not doing anything with. And, and yeah, and they're just kind of sitting and that's there. The issue because uh, that's a complaint that people are even like the what culture guys are complaining that there's the AEW has too many titles. They don't. AEW as a company has the world title, the new All Atlantic title, which is basically their international championship. Yep. Um, the TNT title, the women's world title, the TBS title, tag titles. They have six championships because the Ring of Honor. I don't count the Ring of Honor championships because he's eventually going to branch that off into right. a completely separate thing. Uh, so I don't count those. I just count. The championships that are AEW championships, there's only six. You look at WWE, they've got two sets of tag titles, two world titles, intercontinental title. U.S. title. U.S. title, 24-7 title. The, two, two, women's champ, two women's world titles. Uh, um, the, 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 the 205 or whatever, the, the junior heavyweight, cruiserweight. Uh, they finally got, they got rid of it. Oh, okay. They did. They merged. They uh, unified it with the North American Championship in NXT, so they don't have it anymore. 
but you've got the women's tag team titles. That's 10, just main roster. <laughs> then NXT Ooh. UK has yep. the NXT, cha- the UK championship, women's UK women's championship tag titles. So that's up to 13. Then regular NXT has the world title, the um, North American title, men's tag title, women's championship, women's tag team championship. As a company, WWE has 18 championships. Woo. And think about some of those, you know, you got to have at least two people because they're tag titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so 18 championships, but about what, 24 people? Yeah. Yeah. That's. And the way they keep well, putting the roster down, I mean. Well, 22, because the Usos hold both sets of oh, yeah, the main roster a... tag titles. Yep. Um, and, of course, Roman, you know, he holds both the world titles. Yeah. Um, you know, so he actually did not get, I guess, 17. Yeah. Uh, but still, they have twice, as a company, they have over twice as many as AEW. And they, the people are like, actually, they have, they, they've got 11 more championships <laughs> than AEW and, but AEW has too many. No, they don't. They get too, they get too many belts. Yeah, Even many, if they introduce a trios title, which would make sense considering how many three man factions they had, if they introduced a trios title, that would only be seven t- championships. And see, so I go back. I always think about Ben Atlantic Wrestling. You had the world title, you had the U.S. title, you had the Mid Atlantic title, you had the TV title, you had the tag titles, and later on they they introduced the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had that goofy Western States heritage. <laughs> I don't even know why they came up with that thing. And I only know two champions, Barry Windham and Larry Zabisco. Yeah, the only two guys say, that I can yeah. ever think of that were the Western State heritage champions. Uh, and they, they brought in the national title, but yeah, it was already there just when they, when they merged with Georgia. Yeah, as a national title, and they eventually they merged it with the U.S. title, which made sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with the, I mean, they had a pretty decent sized roster, so it kind of made sense. You know, if you look at a ratio yeah. of belts to people, right? Exactly. You know, yeah, and and they made it work. That's like it's fine if you have a lot of championships if you're doing something with them, but if you're just gutting your roster. And then, but you still have all these titles floating around and not doing anything. What good does it do? I mean, we've got a world champion that's apparently only doing big stadium events. Um, And I don't blame Roman because if my boss is going to tell me you can make the same money and work half the time, then I'm going to make, I'm going to make that money and work half the time. I don't blame him a bit. And if he's hanging but, out back in Pensacola, I don't blame him. I love Pensacola. Yeah, I don't blame him a bit. But it, but then you shouldn't have unified the titles. If you were going to give exactly. Roman a lighter schedule, that's fine. Then he could have kept the Universal Championship and had a lighter schedule. You still got your WWE title that you still have a world champion represented. Now you've got second pay-per-view in a row that there's no world championship match. Yeah, The world champion's not even appearing. You know he's had one. T- he's had one televised title defense since beating Brock at WrestleMania, and that was against Riddle, which was an excellent match. But 
I, I'm gonna need the world title to be on TV a little bit more. I mean, that worked in Hogan's. It, it worked for Hogan, and people even complained some then that Hogan wasn't on, mm-hmm. you know, defending the title enough. In this day and age, it doesn't work. Uh, even if you're, huh. even if the title's not defended, you know, every week or whatever, your champion should still be present. We should still see the champion. We should still see what yeah. people are supposed, who people are supposed to be chasing. We should still see what people are fighting for. You know, and Flair didn't, even if he didn't defend the title. Yeah, he was TV, always on he TV. He was always showing up with the belt. Oh, yeah. You know, and he would point what, to it. I am the world champion. Exactly. One of his, one of my favorite promos by Flair, and he wasn't in the suit or anything. He was in a T-shirt and shorts, and he was cutting a promo, and he was like, he talking about all the, he rattled off the contenders. He's like, you've got Nikita and Dusty and Barry Windham and, you know, Ronnie Garvin and all this, he's like, and all of you are great. And he's pointing to the belt. He's like, but this lives at my house. And it's going to take a great man and a great champion to take this from me. Yeah. That's it. That's all you needed. That's that's the tweet. Right there, he showed, this is the most important thing in our business, and this is what everybody should be fighting for. And um, did you have you listened to Ted, the Hillbilly Hill? Have you listened to his latest one? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because Flair, he had a promo very similar to that one uh, because he mentioned the key. He mentioned Magnum. Uh, so I was even thinking, okay, if he's mentioned a Magnum, what year is this? Yeah. And yeah. he's like, and you got Tully Blanchard. He said, but you know what? I'm starting to like Tully Blanchard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ah, this is right about. There's the, the seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I mean, but Ted pointed it out. I mean, by the way, if for anybody, if you have not started listening to his podcast, Ted, oh man, he is fantastic. Yeah, because I mean, the, today's you know, or I think he he actually recorded yesterday and it dropped. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I saw it this morning when it popped in my you know my Apple podcast, and just listen to it. I mean, he gives a great history. This is like <coughs> wrestling, wrestling one hundred and one, right? You know, because he got talked about the promos and had a, had a. He said he talked about his opponents and he talked mm-hmm. them up. You know, he talked about you know the cities he's going to be in. He's like he laid out everything right there in that promo. Yeah, and that's something else that whoever takes over WWE, once Vince, once they can break free, you know, because that's one of the things. Okay, and I'm going to reference this for a while because um, it's starting to become one of my favorite movies, Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've watched it twice already. I'm about to watch it again. <laughs> so, uh, and not just for you know those parts either, but I mean, it is an excellent. Excellent movie. Don't watch it with the kids in the room, though. Uh, no, don't watch I, it with the kids. Yeah, it, it'll give definitely them a, not PG. Yeah, it, it'll give them a, <laughs> it, it'll give them like a permanent tick and a limp. <laughs> I mean, um, and it starts out like that, but the part and this is you know it's, this is based on a true story. I'm not going to say this is a spoiler. You know, right. um, when he is required to step down from mm-hmm. his company, the one that he founded. But because they have all these, they have proof yeah. of the wrongdoings. The middle of his speech where he is stepping down, he decides, I'm not stepping down. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And very next scene you see, well, he just reneged on the deal. Yeah. And, and he went to jail. And he went to jail. <laughs> yeah. And Vince, you know, if he, if he is pulling, you know, if they say you were to cut ties mm-hmm. and they find out he's still, you know, running things. 
if, if we don't see a change in the product, you know, uh, for the better, we've yeah. been going, yeah, Vince is still running that. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and I don't, nothing against Bruce Pritchard running it. I can't see Bruce Pritchard as the head guy. You know, I can't, I can't see him as a head guy and I can't see him. I see him steering the ship in the same direction that Vince did because, because I feel that, like they have, that's what, that's what he that's what he knows and they you know that's the mentality that he's that's the mentality he's come through the business with so that's what he knows and that's what he's going to stick with then there needs to be fresh eyes you know that are aware of the current climate in pro wrestling yep and bringing people in now from a business standpoint i get the copywriting of the names i get that you know i'm like all right you know what that's that was a smart idea of them to copyright the names yeah However, you cannot stop them from using their real names on other platforms and then trying to take exactly. them. Exactly. Well, we and made them famous. And here's no. the thing. Like using, and I get, okay, we want to create our own names so we have complete control over the copyright. That part is smart on the, the company's part and the wrestler's part. Like Brian Danielson. That's why he went by Daniel Bryan. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to let them copyright Brian Danielson. That way, if he ever left, you know, everybody knew him as Brian Danielson anyway. That's his God-given name. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew him from that on the indies. As soon as he left WWE and went back to Brian Danielson, people still knew who it was. It wasn't a, a big switch. People knew who that was. Um, my only issue with them changing names is changing it in the middle of somebody's run. That's stupid. Like they did with, <laughs> I mean, like just they did with Walter. He was, he was Walter on the independence. He was Walter for 600 plus days when he was the NXT United Kingdom champion comes, he moves to America full time on American NXT. And all of a sudden he's Gunther now. And it's like, no, he's Walter. And they've done it with several other people. And it's like, you can't just, they, they just expect their fans to just blindly switch and be like, oh, okay, this is a brand new person. No, no, it's the same person you watched two weeks ago with this yeah. name. And you know, the sad thing, I think Vince, he still has this mentality like our fans don't know about what happens in other companies. Oh, yeah. He definitely I mean, he definitely thinks that his is the only product that people watch. Yep. And it's like, okay, I watch movies by 20th Century Fox. That means I don't watch Universal. That's not how it works. You know, just like, right. you know, you're more of a DC fan. Yeah. But but do you still watch Marvel? Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, wrestling fans, for the most part, now you do have some who are absolute brand loyalists. Um, wrestling fans are wrestling fans. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and like you and I, that's what we've always been. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. we watched... What did we prefer? Jim Crockett Promotions, Mid-South, yep. Yep. Memphis, things like that. But we also watched the AWA. World class. World class, WWF, because we liked wrestling. If wrestling was on, I was watching it. It didn't matter what company it was. Glow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I said, I mean, I watched Glow. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it was different, you know, yeah. and that one I could say, yeah, this one is kind of fake. I'm not going <laughs> to Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, but it was still fun to watch, you know, and. But there's got to be 
there's got to be a change in from the very top, you know, and as far as this empire is concerned, the Vince McMahon is the very top of that empire. And mm-hmm. that's where the change has got to start. It's either there, people are just going to have to get backbones and they're going to have to stand up to him. And he has, he has bullied everybody, you know, for years. And some people are afraid, afraid to step to him like that. And I will give Brock Lesnar all the credit. Brock doesn't need Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon needs Brock Lesnar. So he can tell Vince, I don't agree with that and I'm not doing it. And if more talent got to that point, if more talent got to that Brock Lesnar, Sasha Banks, things Mm -hmm. like that, where they're CM Punk when he was there, where they were standing up for themselves and like, no, I'm not doing this. This is, you know, I don't agree with this. I don't think this is a good idea. Because Vince is not going to just, he's not going to compromise. You're just going to have to flat out tell him, I'm not doing it. Because he's not hes not the type of person to be like, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. Because he's too set in his ways. That, he is for sure. I mean, <laughs> we, <laughs> you can tell that. Um, it's from the, the same recycled yeah. stuff. But maybe, you know, maybe the company will end up kind of like a phoenix rising from the ashes i mean and i know that's kind of an old added you know old thing but i mean it's the truth i mean well i mean it's it's happened before with them i mean look at you know 94 95 wwe was like some of the yeah that's one of the lowest periods in company history and then wrestling in general at the time and then they started they started to come up a little bit and then the nwo happened and then, I mean, they were on the brink of going out of business. And if poor management, poor decisions is what turned that tide. Poor decisions and Stone Cold Steve Austin is what turned that tide. Because if they, because Vince only changed out of necessity. He didn't do it because he wanted to. He wanted to keep the same new generation type thing that he was doing the, big man, you know, big man, big man. Yeah, big man, big man, big man. The the squeaky clean, you know the the squeaky clean cartoony stuff that was still. You we know, need a plumber. Yeah, we need a plumber or a goalie <laughs> or a baseball player with a baseball painted on his face and just stupid stuff. And then the NWO happened and blew up, and he knew I've either got to change with the times or I'm going to get left behind. And I think so right just, now. I mean, it's yeah. AEW, and we talked about this what seven months ago. Uh-huh. You know, is AEW moving ahead? Well, yeah, we talked about that with uh, when All Out happened last mm-hmm. year, and how good that show was, and the talent that they had brought in, and it's just he needs to stop. Not just him, but other executives in that company that have that Vince fan mentality, look at the talent he's released and look at what they've gone on and done. You yep. made you made Dean Ambrose a joke. He has left and basically covered the earth, grabbing mm-hmm. championships left and right, putting on amazing matches. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... Matt Cardona. Exactly. Guys like that. And it's like, how do you let this type of talent like 
Cesaro, who has right. now officially debuted in AEW under yep. his real name. Yep. Uh, and uh, how do you let this? How do you let someone like Cesaro, who is just an fingers? absolute freak? Oh. You know why they didn't push him? Because he didn't, he didn't have the look. And that's what I don't get. I don't understand how how does he not have the look. I mean, he looks he looks like something ripped out of a comic book. He looks like a damn superhero. Yeah. Excuse my sorry. I know it's oh, PG. Excuse my language. Um, but he looks like you know the guy's in amazing shape. He is a phenomenal athlete. One of the strongest wrestlers I've ever seen. Ridiculously strong. He has he has been over for the last decade, and yet. People look at it, Vince looks at it like, well, he can't cut a good promo. So not everybody needs a good promo. I know everybody's view on Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was terrible at promos. But he's one of the absolute best wrestlers I've ever seen. Yeah. And he was phenomenal. And he didn't, you know, he didn't need to cut a promo. His he's, you know, he told his story in the ring. His actions spoke for it. Yep. And that's the way it should be. And hopefully, hopefully the story, because I mean, we're, we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. Yeah. You know, hope, hopefully the story will end with the company staying intact because right now I'm seeing, and we've actually mentioned this before all these allegations started coming out about Vince. It's like WWE is right now is looking very similar to how WCW looked. Yes. Not long before they collapsed. Yeah. There's, they're really looking like, late 98 WCW. Yeah. And we know what happened just a, you know, just a few years later with WCW. And it's like, I don't want WWE to go out of business, but some things are going to have to change or people are going to migrate away from that company. And I think, I think the first step they need to do is they need to listen to all of our archived episodes. Exactly. Because, I mean, it. so everybody out there, make sure when, if you share us, Make sure you tag WWE and say, y'all need to listen. Yeah, listen to all of this. Go I from mean, the beginning and just listen. Yes, and I mean, we're doing this out of the goodness of our heart. We're just trying to help because exactly. we are wrestling fans, and I can't imagine a wrestling world without WWE. But, yeah, I can't either. But if they don't do something to change, you yeah. know. Whew, but as for Thursday, um, I think I said – then I text you earlier, like a couple weeks ago, and said, so, "Yeah, I think I know what we're going to be doing on that particular day." Because, uh, I think so. Um, I'll have to. We've got so many texts. I have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there is a reason for that one, and let me pull it up. Um, uh, let's see, because. And man, we have recorded a lot of episodes. <laughs> um, I've actually lost count, to be honest with you. Um, uh, let me see. Ah. Uh, this Saturday is... July 2nd. So Thursday is the 30th. Um, July 2nd of last year was your first episode. That's right. That's right. 
so it's been a year almost it's yep. crazy and so this thursday that's what i was saying because we know the fourth we're not going to record we right, already know that right. i mean that's yeah. a holiday you know yeah. we're going to we be spending it with our families yeah yep and so i was like you know what the 30th uh because more than likely we probably recorded on the first anyway and then it probably dropped on the second probably yeah you know? so yeah it would make sense just to do it on the 30th you know we'll talk about like the past year yeah you know yeah um you know, we're kind of a look back at the past year. Yeah, you know, kind, of a, um, kind of a year in review. Yeah, and so not not you know not like the new year type, but just your first year. Yeah, you know, in review. So it's, yeah, it's been pretty eventful. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I've lost count of how many episodes, but <laughs> but it's it's been over a hundred. I can tell you. That. Oh yeah, we've done a bunch. Yeah, and that's not to include the ones where we were on somebody else's podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been on a couple of those. Yeah. Um, like Ted, the hillbilly hill. He had us on there a few weeks ago. Yeah. We've been on TNC sports talk. Yeah. You know, um, and I know we were getting, we were trying to get some other ones lined up, but they, um, but they haven't happened yet or they just fell through. Yeah. But we're always, if somebody was ever wants us to be on their podcast, also let us know. Oh yeah, Absolutely. You know, and we, we like doing that. We love cross-promoting, helping each other out because that's actually something that Ted always pushes. Yeah. Um, you know, our empire, I mean, it really is. I mean, he um, he's like the most critical part. He is the keystone of the empire. <laughs> he yeah, really yeah, is. yeah. Um, but like he's pointed out, he's like, you know what? We all help each other out. We all lift each other up. And yep. that way we all grow and we get, we just get better. You know, so I've, and I've already picked up his, I mean, been doing it longer than him, but his, it's like he had his game plan was spot on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we uh, we've always tried to give out our contact list info. But when we have a guest on, we get theirs out at the beginning right. instead of yeah. at the end. Yeah. So that way that, people are sure to hear it and that way they can go check it out. Yep. So, but yeah, so Thursday, it'll be the past year interview, okay. July to July. And, um, I don't know if I can go through like flashbacks on here because I take a lot of editing, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we can just kind of look at, you know, some of the episodes that we've done, but, um, but yeah, it's going to be an eventful year and, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, me too. So, so Thursday. God bless. Right. God bless.